Welcome to the Boss Hijabipreneur podcast for women of faith and business looking to take their careers or businesses to the next level without compromising their faith. If you're ready to begin taking action on your entrepreneurship goals, learn tips, tools, and strategies to execute consistently and manifest the life of your dreams, this podcast is for you. I'm your host, Halima de Oliveira, business strategist, three-time author, using the fusion of faith and finances to lead female-led e-commerce brands to six- and seven-figure revenue targets annually. Ready? Let's work. Tune in to today's episode, Already in Progress. Today's episode is a special one. How to use faith to play bigger as a Muslim woman or woman of faith in business. This has been one that I've had on my mind to do for quite some time. And as we embark on today's discussion, let's set the tone by delving into this inspiring story of Um radiallahu anha. And I've talked about her on some of the lies I've done on my Instagram page over at BUNHD. But I find her so intriguing. And I, prior to me reading um, this book, Great Women of Islam, I had never heard of Um or, you know, wasn't privy to her. And I find her story so inspiring. So she's a woman of faith who used her conviction to play a significant role in her community. And her story is so intriguing to me because, you know, of course, she was around 1400 plus years ago during the time of the Prophet But there are so many lessons that we can extract from her story that we can use in present day. And it is her conviction of faith that you'll find later in her story that makes her so intriguing. And with all of the current events and all of the things happening in our world today, it is more evident than ever before that we need to have conviction, that we need to know our faith inside and out. And and we need to operate with that sense of conviction, that sense of confidence and knowing that despite what's going on around us, that there will we will be victorious both in this life and the next. So I'm going to read Umwadika's story from page 82 in my book, Power, Powerful Women Need Powerful Relationships. Umwadika bint Abdullah anha, was of the Ansar and noted as a scholar, pious and humble woman who spent her nights and days praying and meditating. She was often found reciting the Quran, sitting and reflecting on its words. We can find many modern day women with this conviction, but why not learn this characteristic or attribute from a woman of faith who was promised paradise? And, you know, there's so many things that we can learn, um, you know, about her. And during the time of the Prophet Wasallam, she was one of only a few women who were able to memorize the entire Quran. And we're going to learn more about that as we go throughout uh, today's episode. Number one, setting the intention. In a world filled with challenges, how can Muslim women leverage their faith to play a bigger game in their personal and entrepreneurial journey? I want you guys to reflect on this question as we listen to this episode. So drawing inspiration from Umwaraka, who, again, her nights and days were spent reciting the Quran and meditating, we learn that setting the right intention begins with a moment of reflection and gratitude grounding ourselves in faith before navigating the world and our businesses. She was so intentional about her every action, how she spent her time. And we often talk about this in business and it can be hard as women because we wear so many hats. I know you guys can relate to this. Like we're a mother, we're a wife, you know, we're a daughter, you know, we're an auntie, 
you know, we're, we're all of these roles and then we may be running a business. Some of us are running a business while simultaneously operating our, you know, operating in our nine to five, vice versa, or all of the above, right? Um, she was so intentional, intentional about her every action, how she spent her time. And, you know, while we should create a plan for how we spend our time, we should also be flexible that things will arise. But if we are to be successful, we can't keep putting things down for months at a time and then coming back to them. I see this time and time again. I, I have so many women that over the years of running BUNHD have come to me and they've asked me, hey, Halima, how did you write two books in a year? How have you been able to do all of these events, et cetera? Now, I am different because I no longer work a nine to five. I'm a full-time entrepreneur. Um, but with that being said, you know, we're still running these businesses. And I will tell you that I write everything down. I plan everything. And I will tell you like the podcast, you know, this is the second one in season seven. And we took a year off, you know, I took a year off just because, you know, I, I wanted to focus more on what was the direction that I wanted the podcast to go in, but also timing. You know, I was doing a lot of behind the scenes work for a lot of other businesses. And, you know, it was like, okay, you know, we have the podcast, literally all of these episodes have been sitting here waiting to be recorded for a year. However, just timing, et cetera. And I also, you know, I think about, you know, what was going on, the work that I was doing was important. But the day that I was inspired to pick back up the podcast, I immediately did it. And one of the things that I thought about is I thought about, you know, I really want the episode to be a video or, you know, the standard now is for the episode to be a video. And I really had to be realistic with, you know, just, you know, just pivoting and just pivoting with, okay, not all of the episodes are going to be, have a video with them. It's more realistic for me to get the podcast episodes done, recording them without having to go on video, without having to schedule those type of things and just being able to sit and record them. You know, some of these episodes, I'm literally recording two or three in a day. And so it's important for us to have this, this to be flexible in order for us to achieve these goals. But it's also important for us to plan. And, you know, I, I want us to understand, you know, that we set these intentions because we want what we pray and plan for to manifest. And so what we learned from Omwaraka is she used mindfulness and her connection to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to stay the course in increasing her worship and connecting to God. And we should do the same, whether it's personal, whether it's spiritual, or whether it's in business, that we are consistent whatever that looks like for us and in the manner that it looks like for us. You know, we should not compromise on the what, possibly the how is what we need to compromise on. Like I said, I wanted this to be a video. However, I'm compromising and saying, hey, it's more realistic that more of the episodes are going to be audio um, versus video. And so I pray that, you know, what I'm saying is a benefit to you. And in these sub subsequent seg segments, I'm going to ask some questions that I would like you to reflect on and then put into practice what you learn. So buckle up, sis. Number two, the influence of faith on our personal journey. As Muslim women, we find strength in our faith. Ask yourself, how has your personal journey been influenced by your faith and how does it contribute to your success as an entrepreneur? My short answer is aligning our business goals with our values is key. 
again, back to Umwaraka and her example of memorizing the entire Quran and earning the title of Hafidah teaches us that our commitment to faith-driven principles should resonate in every decision we make. This year, 2024, I'm committed to ensuring more women embrace their faith identities fully and see the value in showing up in their fullness and authenticness in every environment. We have seen the results of what shrinking and diminishing ourselves does, and we need to make a complete 180. You know, we have been doing this in, in you know, to fit in. And, you know, some of us have been saying, hey, okay, you know, I'll do this for now. I'll compromise on this thing for now. And then once I get in, yeah, once I get my foot in the door, then I'll change it up. And we are living in a time where we need to understand that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that we were going to be strangers. And it is important for us to understand what that means. Sometimes we won't be palatable. Sometimes we won't, you know, people won't see eye to eye to us and that's okay. You know, it's important for us to stop this shrinking and this um, diminishing and let our faith be our guiding light. Number three, our faith serves as a guiding light, helping us navigate challenges and make impactful decisions in our businesses and also in our lives. Um Waraka's thirst for knowledge of the Quran, Islamic law, and a hadith illustrates the importance of seeking guidance through prayer and reflection. Here's a little homework for you. Ask yourself, how do you integrate spirituality in, into your decision-making process, drawing from Umwaraka's dedication to learning and reflection? I have found that the more we lean into our faith, the less it feels like we are betraying ourselves, aka compromising, which can leave us feeling doubtful and unsure. You know, let me know if you are struggling in this area. I would love to offer um, you know, support. I think that we do a lot of second guessing ourselves because the norm, and I'm lo using loose air quotes, the norm doesn't look like what our faith looks like. And we have to realize, again, we are strangers. And the way that we conduct ourselves, no matter the environment, is going to look different than what other people look like because of the integrity, because of what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has charged us with, with regards to not only uplifting our own community, but also society as a whole. I had an amazing conversation with a sister um, about a month back, and we were just talking about what we are charged with and how we have shrunken ourselves so much that now that we are needed more than ever, it's like, well, you know, people are looking at us like, well, who are these people? And it's because we have stuffed down who we are so much that this light that is shining from us or this light that wants to shine and, and, and you know, just come out of us, that it looks like, you know, we are, you know, coming from this negative space, which we aren't. We're coming from this space as we want to be of benefit and a help to not only our communities, but to society as a whole. Number four. Balancing Faith and Business. Here we go with this balance again. Make sure you check out episode 76. We talked a bit about balance uh, last week. Balancing professional ambitions with faith values is crucial. How can Muslim women entrepreneurs strike the right balance, ensuring that their businesses align with their values without compromise? 
Um Waraka, recognized by Prophet Muhammad وسلم, as an imam over women, and I preface women only, showed that ethical guidelines rooted in faith will guide our spiritual and business practices, ensuring alignment with our principles. So you know that code switching we do at work? We shouldn't feel the need to do that anymore. If we're all on the same page, we won't have to code switch. I really want to want to preface that what one Muslim does affects the other one. And when we're at work and we compromise and we do a thing, it, it makes it harder for the next person. It'll either make it harder or easier for the next woman or Muslim that comes down the road. And I remember, you know, you guys know my story that, you know, for 20 years, I didn't practice. And so I was oftentimes in rooms and in spaces where, you know, Muslims were talked about. And because I didn't look the part, because I wasn't practicing, I didn't speak up. I, I didn't, you know, negate it. But at the same time, I didn't speak up. And I did a disservice to my sister who may have come in the room after me or, you know, who may have been looking across to me for her, for me to give her some type of layup. And I didn't. And so it's important for us to understand that this code switching is a detriment to us individually and also is a detriment to us as a community. We need to come to the table as our full selves and understanding that sometimes we won't get an opportunity simply because we are people of faith. And that's okay. It's, you know, it's like, you know, it was rather stand for something than to fall for anything. And I think in these types of spaces and environments, it's okay to, in the, you know, in the, you know, the immediate framework of things that we lose out on a thing, but in the long run, we're not losing, we're actually winning because we are not compromising. And I'm talking about things like Ramadan, you know, having a prayer space at work, work events where alcohol is being served and so much more. Like in 2024 and beyond, we are no longer doing this code switching and this compromising for the sake of fitting in. Number five, overcoming challenges with faith. I realize you know, us stopping this code, code switching and us standing up for ourselves can be challenging. So challenges are inevitable in the entrepreneurial journey in your career. How has faith paid, played a role in overcoming obstacles and turning challenges into opportunities in your experience? So Omwadika's story of expressing her desire to serve in battle and the Prophet Wasallam advising her to fulfill her responsibilities at home teaches us how to cultivate this resilience. And going back to the beginning of the episode where we talked about being flexible and being flexible in the how and not the what, challenges, we can view challenges as opportunities for growth and relying on our faith as a source of strength during tough times. So think about all the times that you faced a challenge. You immediately prayed about it. You immediately went to Allah. You immediately went to the creator to seek some type of solution. You may have made istikhara before taking a decision. You may have played, prayed to the cots, you know, because it's a difficult decision and, you know, it may be hated, you know, there, there may be some emotions involved in it. 
And you've always sought the creator to help you to find the strength and to take you through those tough times. We need to continue to understand that that's something that we need to lean on where we're looking to overcome these challenges using our um, faith. Again, the title of this is how do we use our faith to play bigger? And this one I'm saying to lean into it, whether we're overcoming challenges or we're looking to provide solutions that the solution is eluding us or you know, it's difficult. The solution will be difficult to implement. We need to lean on our faith. Inspiring others through faith. We can see this right now with Philistine, Rohingya, the Congo, and other oppressed places around the world. You know, they talk about the revolution will not be televised. I forget who said it, but the revolution will not be televised. And I said on a post like earlier this year or like the the middle of last year, I said that the revolution will be televised and look at it, you know, and the beautiful thing about smartphones, the beautiful thing about, you know, having these devices in our hands is that we can inspire others through our faith. And we can change the narrative that's being put out about us. We can change the narrative. We can begin the conversations that need to be had. You know, prior, it would be like you would have to have a segment on the news. You would have to, you know, you would just have to seek this permission. And our cell phones have allowed us to just press record. And we have been able to showcase what we're actually doing versus the false narratives that have been created about us. And we can also apply this to our business. So as Muslim women in business, women of faith, we serve as inspiration to many. How can we draw on our faith to motivate and inspire ourselves and those around us? This is a question that we need to be constantly asking ourselves as we go about our daily lives, as we go about our work. And Um Waraka's life serves as an example of what faith and dedication, despite facing challenges, looks like. It demonstrates the power of sharing our faith, our faith-inspired journey authentically, um, and it creates a positive ripple effect in our entrepreneurial pursuits, in our spiritual pursuits, in our personal um, pursuits. Again, we can see this playing out in the news, you know, in the last almost three months. I pray that this particular section, that you find inspiration and that you truly do that homework and ask how, you, how we can draw on our faith to motivate and inspire ourselves and those around us. Again, no shrinking. This is play, about playing bigger. Number seven, final thoughts on faith-driven entrepreneurship. SubhanAllah, I pray that this episode is beneficial. I know that some of these topics are deep and some it can be hard to just wrap our head around how we are going to execute this because it's difficult. And I know I've been asked a lot of questions around this topic, which is why it was so important for me to record this episode. And here are some of the questions. It's like, how do I run a business and stay true to my faith? Do I only serve Muslims in my business? Do I only serve women in my business? Can I build a 
profitable business if I only serve Muslims or people of faith? And here are my final thoughts and advice to you. So sis, listen up. Harnessing the power of faith to play bigger in your entrepreneurial endeavors means that you're going to trust in our faith as a source of unwavering strength. And this is inspired by the conviction of Umwaraka. It allows it to guide our intentions and ambitions as we navigate entrepreneurships and our careers. And our actions will be rewarded by our intentions and at a time when God sees fit. I think I find so much solace in this knowing that our actions will be rewarded by our intentions. How many times do you intend a thing and something you say, something you post, something you do may be misconstrued and it just goes left? And, you know, this happens a lot. You know, the more that you do, the more that you step into your power, the more that you're going to hit, you know, opposition, the more that you're going to have people that are, go- that are going to be like, like, look at you like you have foreheads, like, hey, sis, what are you talking about? And that's okay, right? As long as you go into it knowing that, you'll be fine. And understanding that our actions are rewarded by our intentions. Allah, the creator, he knows what we intended. He knows what was in our heart when we put a thing forth. And I am going to tell you from personal experience and from the experience of other, you know, CEOs, you know, my biz besties that I hang with, that they have all gone through it. These are all women, by the way, they have all gone through it. And Allah, God has facilitated, you know, if if they went left, Allah has facilitated them being able to come back right and then to go forward on the path. And the same will happen for you. And so with that being said, my ayah of the week is once you make a decision, put your trust in Allah. Surely Allah loves those who trust in him. And you can find this in the Quran, Surah Ali Imran, verse 159 for tuning in to Bossy Jabbypreneur. This episode was sponsored by Empower Her Khan, where inspiration meets empowerment. Empower Her Khan is a transformative conference for women offering a platform to connect, learn, and grow. You can join us at Empower Her Khan in Tampa, Florida, February 17th through 18th, 2024, and elevate your business to new heights. Join us next time where we'll be learning how to thrive in an unconventional relationship with outstanding relationships. Until then, keep thriving, keep growing, and keep being the incredibly powerful woman you are. Peace. Assalamualaikum. This has been another spectacular episode of Boss Hijabipreneur, brought to you by BUNHD and Empower Her Time. For more details on services and events tailored for women of faith in business, visit www.halimadealivera.com. It is our hope here on the Boss Hijabipreneur podcast that you feel empowered to cultivate a profound connection in your spirituality, nurture meaningful personal relationships, and elevate your business connections. As women of faith, we recognize our responsibility to embrace and apply our religious principles in our daily lives, and we're committed to making positive contributions within our local and global communities.